Hi, everybody, and welcome again to another edition of This Week in App. I am your host, John Asselon, and glad you could join me for episode number 83, believe it or not. And a big hello to the APA community out there. Hope you are all staying safe in what continually becomes an odder and odder time uh, that we are in. But I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to politicize. I'm not here to talk about health issues and and uh, and uh, controls. I am here to be a distraction for all you folks out there. And uh, I got a good one today as I will be talking to Bruce Jenkins of the San Francisco Chronicle. You may have heard or seen in my uh, uh, pre-log to this episode uh, that uh, Bruce and others, uh, namely Houston Mitchell of the LA Times and uh, Uh, Some other guys whose names that you will definitely recognize uh, became a part of what they called the Golden Greats I-5 series. What it was was the best of seven series featuring players who were born and or raised in Southern Cal or in California, the entire state. It was broken down to uh, the players who represented Northern California and the players who represented Southern California. And they played a best of seven series using Apago. And I got to tell you, it was quite interesting just reading about it. But uh, when I did this interview with Bruce, uh, it became even more crystal clear how uh, unique and interesting this series was. So uh, if you want to find out who came on top in the great state of California, was it NoCal or was it SoCal? The answer to that straight ahead when I talk to Bruce Jenkins. So stick around. Uh, This is This Week in APA. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in APA. I'm your host, John Azalon. And as promised, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of no cow versus so cow. I mentioned it in the open. Uh, had a, a, a really interesting article I read a little while ago. I was alerted to it by John Herson. Um, a couple of guys, uh, a guy from the uh, San Francisco Chronicle and another from the L.A. Times got together. They picked the best players on any one particular season, the player's best season, uh, and played it on Apago with the help of Jeremy Bueller. And they came up with the I-5 series, uh, Northern California versus, versus Southern California. And to talk about it with us today is my guest, Bruce Jenkins. Bruce, thanks for coming on to the program. We appreciate you being on this week in Apple. You bet, John. It's a pleasure. Well, I'll tell you, uh, like I said, when I when I heard about this, I, I'm always fascinated with guys who, who come up with different ways of playing tournaments or replays or, or what have you. And when I read this, I thought, man, that's going to be a monumental task. Uh, you got a lot of guys from the California area who played big league baseball, a treasure trove, if you will, of players. Uh, and, I, and I was interested in how you did it. And, and But first of all, Let's talk about your app experience. Let's go way back to when you started, because I know a lot of the listeners are always interested in how guys got started in app. I think my dad gave me the game around 1960. That's how far back I go. And I I remember the the 62 season really fascinated me because I was in Southern California. The Dodger giant thing was really raging that year. Uh, Great rivalries. The giants games were the only ones we could get on television when when the Dodgers went on the road and, and that was just a great season in a lot of ways. 
Uh, and, you know, from that point on, I, I got all the seasons. Um, but I never actually played out an entire season. Uh, mm-hmm. I started to, and I just, I'm thinking, oh, man, I get, I get around what would be June or something and thinking, I just can't do this with all the teams. Uh, and I started sort of specializing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's how this project was born. Um, I actually came up with it in the mid-70s um, while I was working on the San Francisco Chronicle desk. I just thought, w- w- instead of playing Dodgers and Giants and all this stuff, what about the greatest, the greatest players of all time? Where, where, are they, where are they from? And let's, let's organize an APBA setup where you have all the greatest players uh, of all time based on where they're from, but not, not where they were born necessarily, but where they grew up, where they learned the game, where they went to high school. So you have, you have players that are born in one place, but uh, you know, are, grew up and are totally associated with another. Uh, good examples in the Northern California being Frank Robinson, Willie Stargell, Joe Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these guys were born, you know, in the South somewhere. And they moved to the East Bay, Oakland, in very early on. And they're completely, uh, those are Oakland guys. They're not, you know, <laughs> and so that's, that was a big distinction. And that required a ton of research to make sure everybody I had here did grow up there. And, you know, this is before, you know, you could look it up on Sabre or the internet. This is mid seventies. And so I'm, making phone calls, writing letters, talking to old timers. And wow. it took me years, really. And I, you know, I did it for the whole country. I've got Texas, Pennsylvania, uh, you know, New York, uh, you name it. The Deep South, they grouped together. There's 20. Hey, don't forget Ohio now. No, Ohio is unbelievable. Ohio is, is a total. <laughs> and in fact, did win the first tournament I had. Wow. Yeah, Cy Young, Pete Rose, and on and on. Oh, yeah, Cy Young. You know, I mean, the, you, you, the Ohio team is, is ridiculous. They really, they all are. I've got Cuba. I put yeah. all of Latin America together. So I've, so this, uh, and, and I went all the way back to 1900. I, I must have gone through the baseball encyclopedia at least six times, page by page, yeah. to make sure I had everybody that sort of meant something. They, I didn't know a lot of these names, but they looked like they were really something in 1928, you know, so I'm not going to leave them out. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I, wanna, I want historians to look at my teams and go, okay, this is, this is authentic. So um, just recently, um, I decided... You know, there's nothing going on right now. Why don't I play the my? Let's play my North team against my South team. Right. Uh, I'll roll a dice with my buddy John Shea of the Chronicle. We'll just and we'll play it over the phone, and yeah, I'll write it up. Hey, great, you know. And, and the Chronicle higher ups thought that was a good idea, but why don't we expand it a little bit? Why don't we get the LA Times involved? And so we contacted them. Houston Mitchell, their assistant sports editor, who was my partner in this project, was really into it. He's an Napa player. Um, and the next thing you know, we're I, I presented um, a huge ballots for both teams. All these guys, you know, uh, that I've come up with, certainly most of them won't make the, the final team, but you got to get them in there. You know, yeah, somebody, sure. like, yeah. uh, somebody like uh, Dusty Baker or, you know, Reggie Smith, they've got to be mentioned, and, and even lesser players than that. Ferris Fane's got to be mentioned, you know. So, <laughs> um, And we had the public vote. On the, the, we made it a thir- 34 man rosters. We made it uh, three deep mm-hmm. at every position and a 10 man pitching staff. And we got a hundred thousand votes more than more than a hundred thousand. That's incredible. So, I, and, yeah. and when I read that, that was really probably the most astounding part of the article was how many uh, of the readers and people who just log on to a poll voted for those players. That's that, that's how that's how much 
Southern California baseball and sports for that matter, and Northern California, the entire state of California. That's how much their fans were into this particular uh, uh, tournament. Yeah, they were fascinated by the by the old time aspect of it. And the really gratifying yeah. part was that, you know, some old timers definitely cracked the the teams. You know, I got Harry Heilman and Lefty O'Doul made my team and Joe Cronin. I'm thinking, oh, that's great that, you know, that people recognize, uh, you know, some of the more seasoned fans for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And, it, and the, the way those rosters came out was just fantastic on both ends. It was really well done. Then Houston contacted, I don't know if he contacted Mr. Herson or he might have gone straight to the tops wondering, could we play this online so everyone can watch this thing? Yeah. And, and absolutely. We got the, we got the word on that. So now it's, now, you know, you can sit down, uh, you know, watch the games. We've got an intros by John Miller, the hall of fame broadcaster out here with the giants, which <laughs> was very nationally known. We've got yeah, post game shows uh, with me and Henry Schulman of the Chronicle. And then John Miller, is plugging in highlights, three or four highlights a game. Oh, uh, so it's just turned into this massive project, but it really made it worthwhile. I put so much work into this, John, without any really public knowing anything about it. And well, and and I should mention that you do write for the San Francisco Chronicle, and yeah, and you had the article came out that I read that I that really got me juiced about bringing you onto the podcast. And uh, and we'll get that out there. We'll get that information out there to the listeners if they want to go back and read that, how this all came about. But, uh, yeah, I, when I read about uh, uh, the the interest uh, of the readers and the fact that, like you said, uh, you know, they didn't just vote for the guys who played from 2000 on. I mean, they went back in the day and you put those names out there. But these you know, the readers had to do research. Yeah. And and what these players did and. Uh, uh, you know, I found it was really, as you said, a well-balanced roster for both the North and the South. Yeah, I'm thinking people might have learned a little something about, geez, this guy, Arky Vaughn, you know, he ought to be starting for the yeah. Southern Cal. Well, what about Ozzie Smith? What about Alan Trammell? What about Robin Yount right. in 1982? That, that's another thing, John, is that I wanted to get everybody in his best year, and I, I endeavored to do that as I got over the years. And you can you can do pretty well doing that uh, with it, with all the things that APA offers, but not all, but this, now that we got the company involved, I'd say, well, I want, I want lefty O'Doul in 1929 when he hit 398. Boom. Sure. That's the card. They, right there. Every card mm -hmm. we exactly wanted got into this game. So that was just, uh, that was priceless. Uh, that, and, and I, and you mentioned it uh, just a few moments ago about your criteria uh, for deciding, A, number one, were they California kind of, not necessarily born, but raised in California? Because uh, I think, you didn't you have some players that were born in other states, but basically went came to California and maybe even started as early as high school and lived their, their uh, young adult lives in, in California? Yeah, really, really uh, quite a few. I mean, uh, Ewell Blackwell, Babe Herman, Ralph Kiner, Fred Lynn, Reggie Smith, Jack Clark, uh, Raleigh Fingers, George Brett. I, I must have had yeah. Jackie Robinson. I mean, George Foster. It, it just goes on and on. Yeah. And most of them were pretty clear cases where they got out to Southern California nice and early. There's no question where they learned the game and, and went right. to high school. The one interesting case was Walter Johnson, who I think Kansas would have loved to have him. He, uh, <laughs> he he was he lived on a farm in Kansas. I, I don't think he was playing too much uh, great organized ball. And he was 14 when the family moved to Southern California. But he landed in Fullerton. And he's at Fullerton High, which even then was a 
a great baseball spot. So oh, I, yeah. I, I put him on Southern California, and they they love to have him. But uh, that's uh, most of them were not quite that debatable by any means. Well, I'm going to use that when I uh, design my uh, Ohio team. I'm taking uh, Ken Griffey Jr., who was actually born in Donora, Pennsylvania, but exactly. grew up in Cincinnati, and Jim Bunning, who was born in Southgate, which is literally a stone's throw from Cincinnati, and went to high school and college in Cincinnati. We got those two yeah. guys, so don't try to uh, don't <laughs> exactly don't try to x them off our team. Yeah, I should send you my Ohio roster. Uh, I do, I, and I do. Yeah. I, I really do want to see what your Ohio roster yeah. is like, and, uh, and and and. But we'll talk about it a little bit later on. I got some questions for you there too. So you mentioned John Miller. Who, who comes in. And I thought that was a great get. I mean, you got, here's a nationally known figure, a guy that does uh, uh, games on uh, uh, MLB, yeah. of course, as the Giants broadcaster. Uh, how did that come about? How did you get him involved? Well, John Miller's the kind of guy, if he's, if he's uh, hanging around town here, we, we both live in the Half Moon Bay area, and say he's having, uh, have, having lunch someplace, and and somebody comes up to him, says, hey, John, I just wanted to shake my hand. He, he'd start chatting him up. And next thing you know, you can't stop him. I mean, he's, chat, he's chatting <laughs> up a total stranger for 15 minutes. He's just so <laughs> earnest about what he does. And when I contact, contacted him about this, he goes, oh, absolutely, sure. And I said, well, it's, it's going to be a, a few days off, but I'm so glad you're on board. So he called me like four days later, like, so are, are we going to do this? Is this thing going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> this is like a total pretty anxious. Hey, he, what else has he got? Total, do, right? Yeah, well, that's true. Total Hall of Fame broadcaster of the highest order. But and he yeah. and needless to say, he got totally into it. I mean, if people want to get online and and see what we've done with this thing on SF SFChronicle.com slash sports, we've got the games, we got the post-game shows, we got John Miller. It's you can find it all there, and uh it's pretty uh it's pretty delightful. Yeah, I, I've been there, and, and I really would recommend everybody uh, going out and checking out. Even the early stuff, the uh, uh, the, the pre-series information that was on there was fantastic. So you guys, uh, it, so you put out the poll, uh, the the teams were selected. Um, we'll, we'll kind of bypass all the guys that were in, because we'll talk about them as, as you talk about the games in the series. But talk about how the game number one, the starting lineups were were made because I thought that was great as well. Yeah, well, somebody, not me, suggested why don't we contact Gabe Kapler and and Dave Roberts <clears throat> and see if if they'd like to get involved in this. Uh, you know, Kapler's a Southern California guy. He he manages the Giants right now, or he's about to whenever they start playing. Um, yeah. There certainly are. Uh, I mean, you think about maybe Bob Melvin, who grew up in the Bay Area, a great Oakland A's manager. But anyway, these these are who they wanted and who they contacted. And both guys said, absolutely. And they start thinking about it. And, and they're hedging on who they're going to say. I want to know who Dave is pitching before I make my lineup. <laughs> they got completely into it. But we, we finally <laughs> we finally got them on a Zoom call where they picked their lineups going back and forth. You know, you can see the enthusiasm involved. And, yeah. uh, you know, they both picked just ridiculously perfect lineups uh there was some controversy yeah. as there would have to be but they also picked the uh the first three pitchers uh i i, I we all decided we should go with three-man rotations because that's the way it always was in world series you could pitch games one four and seven without right. anybody saying a word good point right 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 good point uh, uh, yeah and i i thought that was great again what else were they doing yeah so, you know why not get them in go out why not get them involved and in, in what's happening uh, now, as far as the rosters go, and there's always going to be controversy of who made it and who didn't. Uh, what did you see 
as the guys that might have got slighted a little bit that you thought personally should have made either the north or the south. Well, in the uh, looking at the south, uh, you're 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 bypassing uh, Babe Herman hitting close to 400. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton in his first year would be an awfully good get. Daryl Strawberry uh, would would be a good one. Uh, amongst the pitchers, you're leaving out guys like Dan Quisenberry and Andy Messersmith, uh, Randy Jones, Mike Scott. You know, uh, just uh, and again, you're talking about their best years. It's it's pretty great. The the, the shortstop. Uh, the Southern California short, shortstop, the three-man cut was Ozzie Smith and Omar Garcia-Pera and Robin Yount. Meanwhile, as I mentioned, Archie yeah. Vomit, Alan Trammell didn't make it, Gary Templeton, uh, Vern Stevens, a great player for the Red Sox. Um, so it, it, you know, it kind of went yeah. on and on like that. Uh, Dave Roberts was hoping Justin Turner, his Dodger guy, would make third base. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't make that. it. Greg Nettles didn't make it because you're looking at George Brett, Eddie Matthews, and Nolan Arenado. So that's – that's pretty great. Uh, up in the up in the Northern California, uh, I think it was a little bit more clear cut. Maybe not quite as um, quite as controversial. Um, I think the you know the, again in the outfield, you're talking about guys who didn't make it: Veda Pence and Joe Rudy, uh, Jackie Jensen. You know, uh, even Joe DiMaggio's brother in there. Yeah. Um, and and uh, in the uh, in the infield. Not a whole lot of controversy, I wouldn't say. Um, you know, some people were wondering, well, what about Dick Bartell back in the 1930s? I go, yeah, well, he's, he was in there, believe me. You know, he, he was a candidate here. Sure. Um, yeah. On the pitching staff, you're leaving out guys. Uh, Jim Maloney, I'm sure you know that name. Uh, yeah, Dutch Maloney, Ruther, yeah. the 1919 Reds. He goes way back. Yeah, uh, you know, Dick Ellsworth and Dave Steve. But I think the Southern Cal team was, uh, was the most uh, noticeable uh, guys who didn't make it because you're talking about, uh, oh, gee, I mean, Bobby Bonds just 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 barely made it. Uh, Reggie Smith, Paul Blair, Jack Clark, Fred Lynn, Kevin Mitchell, Dwight Evans, you know, Willie Davis, Eric Davis. Uh, the, the Southern Southern California uh, depth is, is just astounding. It's incredible. <laughs> it really is. I mean, just I just hearing those names, it's like, oh my gosh, I I it, I I can't wait that you start talking about the games. But how about a guy that did make it? I think I heard this right. Stephen Vote made was made the 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 roster. Is that yeah. Correct? Well, there's among both teams and all the positions, there was only one position that wasn't just ridiculously deep, and that was the Northern California catching spot. Uh, Ernie Lombardi, <laughs> uh, you know, of course, is a natural Hall of Famer, batting yeah. champion, you know. But man, after yeah. that, you're talking about Gus Triandos and Charlie Silvera, you know, Chad yeah. Cruder and Joe Ferguson. And the number two vote getter was Stephen Vogt from the, from the 2015 A's. I mean, I guess he's just such a good guy, you know. Well, he, uh, yeah, he's a pop. Hey, that's, hey, that's hey, popularity. Counts, yes, it right? really does. Well, I needed somebody to make everybody happy in the clubhouse, right? He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a fun and, guy. Uh, he didn't play much in the series, uh, you know, but yeah. um, but I did get him in. I got everybody in. We both of us got everybody in, which we were happy about. But yeah, that is that's the one yeah, spot that's where it's like really that's that's as far as it goes. The Northern California has not produced uh, catchers. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, when you mention that, it's it's incredible. Now, l- nothing against Stephen Vogt. I love the guy, and I, you know, I watch him. I enjoy watching him. He was an All Star. Yeah, in, yeah. in twenty fifteen. Yeah, so that's come the year. On now, you know, that's he, the year we've got him. <laughs> 
he was a two he was a two sixty one hitter, but you know, at eighteen nine a bomb, yeah. it was okay. Now, it, now before we get to the meat, which is which are the actual games, um, you had thirty four man rosters, correct for each for yeah. each side. Okay, you had uh, Gabe Kapler and Dave Roberts pick the starting lineups for just game one, and then and uh, you and uh, Houston took over from there. And by the way, I want to let everybody know we uh, invited Houston, but for some reason. Uh, Houston Mitchell did not uh, uh, log into the podcast, and maybe at some point in time uh, we, we might <coughs> be able to get him in here. But uh, uh, we'll 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 get to that. But you and Houston played the games. Here was another interesting aspect. Before we get into the actual games, you you actually had the sites, of course, virtual sites, but you had the sites at different stadiums, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Well, my original thought was to go from. Uh, Seal Stadium to Oaks Park in Emeryville, where the Oakland Oaks played, and then on down to Gilmore Field, the Hollywood Stars, uh, Wrigley Field in L.A., uh, the replica for oh, the yeah, L.A. Sure. Angels, and uh, you know, and, and just keep going like that. Um, and I got some resistance on that because you know a lot of people they they just don't have a any kind of mental picture of these places, you know. <laughs> Um, that's true. and the only that's one, true. the only one that had a major league connection was seal stadium where the giants actually started playing when they moved out here before the candlestick was built. So we kept seal stadium, mm-hmm. uh, for the opener. Then we moved on to candlestick, Dodger stadium, angel stadium, San Diego, Petco park, then back up for game six and seven in the Oakland Coliseum and the, uh, and Oracle where the giants play. Oh, great. And, and I thought that was really cool. I mean, although, like you said, but that was a good point. A lot of these people could not get a mental picture in their minds. Of course, I, I go back and I look at all those. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people would have loved it, but, for sure. <laughs> but uh, all right, so let's get to it. You got uh, you got game one, uh, uh, the Giants and Dodgers managers, uh, current managers pick the starting lineups. I, I, I'm almost I, I almost want to say who sang the national anthem. So since it's a so much so real, well, it was a very, a very younger Tony uh, Bennett. He did a great job, too. <laughs> oh, good. Well, there you go. You can't beat Tony Bennett from NoCal. Uh, okay, so let's start game one. Bruce Jenkins, go. I can't wait. Well, game one was at Seal Stadium, and, uh, you know, shockingly, Northern California had an 11 to nothing lead through, <laughs> through wow. the third inning. Uh, <laughs> Barry Bonds homered twice in that within that span. Joe Morgan, it was a disastrous start for Don Drysdale, uh, who was um, – uh, Dave Roberts picked to start this game. I started, uh, or I should say Gabe Kapler started Randy Johnson, and he, he got dinged up a little bit. Duke Snyder took him deep, so did Jackie Robinson, and uh, Robin Yount got a pinch hit homer off him. But, you know, we're up 11 to nothing. It wound up 11 to 6, and I had a hmm. – th- this was my favorite game as a manager because um, we're at Seal Stadium, and you can use your imagination – and late in the game, I got Joe Cronin and Tony Lazari in there, two, a couple old San Francisco high school kids as my double play combo. And a little bit later, I, I pinch hit Lefty O'Doul and Harry Heilman, two more guys in that category. And they joined Joe DiMaggio in, the, in an all old time San Francisco outfield. And, and, and Heilman and, and uh, O'Doul, neither of which has much of a rating. They're both like one outfielders. They both made plays. So I'm thinking, oh, man, this is just I'm a genius here. So, so game one, needless to say, went pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, no cow uh, with a pretty easy 11-6 to six victory. Uh, let me ask you this. Bonds, two home runs, you know, not exactly surprising. What year did you Well, use that's a good bonds? question. Um, I, I, I wanted everybody in their most, uh, you know, in their best statistical year. 
And I heard, you know, I heard from fans who said, well, you know, that's, that was a steroid tainted season. I think you should use 93 with the mm -hmm. pirates to get a more accurate representation of bonds. But I, mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like making those kinds of judgments. You know I mean? Ken yeah, Caminiti, you know, was another one of those guys. I had, I had to take his monstrous year. It just wouldn't be, wouldn't be right. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was 2001. He's hitting 73 homers for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, yeah. I got two of them in game one. Let's see how far he can get. All right. Well, he hit two more, John, in game two. <laughs> Off Walter Johnson. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. He made the oh. Southern Calcutta, and Dave Roberts was more than happy to start him in game two um, against my uh, Tom yeah. Seaver. And uh, Bonds hit two yeah. more homers. Uh, NorCal wins the game five to two. Uh, Seaver had a real gem going until Ted Williams homered against him. Uh, at that time in the sixth inning, it cut it to two to one. But then we got a Frank Robinson homer off, off uh, Walter Johnson, and uh, ah. it, we we kind of broke it open in the in the bottom of the seventh. It was tied at two two at that point, and uh, and Bonds hit a three run homer, his second of the game, off still off Walter Johnson, for a five to two lead, and that held up. Seaver went the distance on a three hitter. Let me ask you this. Why is Houston pitching to Barry Bonds at this point? I, well, we yeah we weren't uh, <laughs> we weren't doing a lot of that. Of course, there's no shifting or any of that. You know, you can't you can't do that. Um, but oh, yeah, right. um, we we didn't want to we, we didn't want to have anyone booing for that reason. They, they want to see these guys, you know. Uh, it was, I mean, it was I guess. It's like in a, this situation, like it was it right? was first and second um, with I think one out. And you know who's on deck? Frank Robinson, Joe DiMaggio. I mean, you know, that's it's not it's, that's it's not dirty Al Gallagher. You know? <laughs> that's right. All right. So no cow with a uh, a commanding two games to none lead going into game three. Tell us about where this was played. Well, now we're happened. at Dodger Stadium, and uh, oh boy, Gabe Kapler had selected CC Sabathia as his third pitcher in the rotation. I was very adamant about I would have picked Dave Stewart. If you followed Stewart's career, especially, if, yeah, he, oh, he beat day, Roger yeah. Clemens every time they faced off. One of the most intimidating pitchers right. ever uh, and and just a, a prince of a guy as well. And, and you know, CC in his best year, which is around 2007 or 8, uh, Gabe Kapler was very passionate in, uh, you know, he was there, he was around CC and faced him and played with him and, and knew what he meant at that time. And, and he made a very passionate choice for, for CC, a, a big case for him. And yeah, I'm not going to think CC is a great, he's a great choice, but uh, it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark McGuire <laughs> took him deep for a two run homer for a, a two nothing lead in the uh, right, right off the bat uh, in the bottom of the second. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, Fred Lynn hits a three run homer off Sabathia and it's five to nothing. Uh, then he walks Ted Williams and George Brett's coming up. And, and I just had to take CC out of there. Uh, I wound up bringing in Lefty mm -hmm. Gomez from the 1934 Yankees, um, who was a little miffed at not getting a start. Uh, he wound up yeah, going six and a third and one hit. Just uh, absolutely uh, tremendous performance. Uh, how, however, um, in the top of the seventh, uh, let's see what, what happened here. The uh, Southern California wound up, because they had shelled Sabathia, they had a six to two lead in the bottom of the ninth and we loaded the bases for bond. So it's this fantastic situation where if he does go deep, now we're not down wow. four, he ties it and Raleigh fingers is out there. Yeah. But he got, he got bonds oh, on a pop-up to McGuire at first base and that's how it ended six to two. 
So they're back in it. Six to. So SoCal comes back a must win, I guess you would have to say, uh, to take uh, to take this series to game four. And uh, where and uh, we're at Angel Stadium. And I have to say, John, I I was glad to see that. I don't I don't want to sweep. Uh, Houston didn't want to sweep me either. I mean, we're in this thing. We've been talking about it for weeks and we just want to never want it to end. But anyway, for game four. Yeah. I, uh, I did start Stewart because I just had to. I, we'll see what happens from now on, but I cannot uh, have him not starting in this series. So he starts, mm-hmm. and his old teammate, Mark McGuire, takes him deep <laughs> right away. Uh, bottom of the first, two-run <laughs> homer. Uh, Bonds hit his fifth homer of the series off Strasburg, who, who started ahead of Drysdale for, for Houston's team. But Stewart just didn't have it. Uh, Eddie Matthews hit a two-run homer, and now it's four to one for the South. And uh, it was kind of a kind of an uphill battle there. Um, but it, it wound up being uh, in the top of the seventh. Let's see. Um, this so Southern California had a had a six to four lead in the top of the seventh. Uh, Garrett Garrett Cole, who had come yep. in and it was part of that game one disaster, I think he gave up five or six runs in the inning he pitched. He's getting another shot uh, in relief here. Uh, I've got Willie McGee and Jimmy Rollins in the game because it's just, you know, I'm trying to play guys who deserve it. And uh, they they had consecutive singles. And Ricky Henderson hit a two-run triple that tied the game. And then Joe DiMaggio hit a sack fly. So now we're up 7-6. to six. Um, So it comes down to that. It's 7-6 to six in the bottom of the ninth, two down. And this is a matchup where Houston and I had to look at each other like, how great is this? It was Ted. Ted Williams against Dennis Eckersley. <laughs> wow, now there's a match and, the uh, and Eckersley K'd him. He struck out Ted Williams. You can imagine Ted. Ted was not speaking wow. after the game. Okay. What did he strike out? Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, so now, now we're going down to Ted's hometown of uh, San Diego for game five at Petco, and I'm up 3-1. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, so now this is looking – this is looking good for the uh, no callers now. Uh, uh, just one more game to win, and and it's all over. And I cannot wait. Let's hear about game number five. Well, we uh, it looked like we were going to close in on it. Um, it was a little bit ominous at the start. Jackie Robinson let off the game with a homer off Randy Johnson, who we skipped him a start, but had him back out here for game five. And uh, later in the inning, Mark McGuire, who's becoming a huge force, hit a hit a homer off Randy Johnson. So we're down two to nothing, but. But we we came back. We uh, we we wound up getting ahead uh, six to two on a Frank Robinson two run homer off Brett Saberhagen, and so six to two. And then at seven to three, we're up four runs. We're just feeling extremely good. Uh, it's seven to three going into the bottom of the seventh, and I've still got Randy Johnson out there. Uh, Brett leads off with a Brett doubles home a run, so it's seven to four. Now, here, this is a moment of truth for me. I'm up 7-4 to four in the seventh, and McGuire is coming up, who just couldn't be any hotter. And I decide to leave um, Randy Johnson in there with two guys on. But, but McGuire hits a two-run triple to make it 7-6. Two-run triple offensive field. He, he reached out and, and uh, lined one down the right field line, I think. Oh, yeah, of course they were shifted over. So to I gotta, team. I gotta go get, uh, gotta go get Randy Johnson now. A batter too late. I brought in Dave Rigetti and Christian Yelich. Who's a good name for the South. His last year, last year's card. Yeah. Singles to center to tie it seven yeah. to seven, and the the Boo Birds are all over me. But the ones that are 
down here in San Diego. Oh, yeah, they are. So now it's 7-7, seven to seven, hitting the bottom of the ninth. And I, I've, I've had Dave Rigetti in there uh, after the, uh, the move didn't work out so well. Um, and Rigetti, Rigetti uh, strikes out Brett to lead off the bottom of the ninth. I'm thinking real good. So Ted Williams walked, which he did quite a bit, quite a bit in this series. Here comes McGuire, and wouldn't you know it, two-run walk-off homer down oh to left gosh. field uh, at Petco. You can picture it. Walk-off and oh, yeah. ball game, and now it's three-two series lead for me. <laughs> so that yeah, so you were up yeah, seven know. to three. Oh, well, I, I, I yeah. think you had to answer some questions. That you probably asked yourself. Well, I, I, I didn't even wait. I go, yeah, you know, I know what you're going to ask me. Why did I leave Randy Johnson in there? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you would know. Where we were, where we were used to do that. I'm going to beat you guys you too. Why did I bunt there? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so McGuire's red hot. Now, what year? Yeah, 70 homers. Yeah. For, for McGuire. Yeah, he, yeah. he's okay, ridiculous. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. okay, so, so now we got. Game six. Now, now yeah, it's getting game. good. Uh, we're we're heading up to Oakland Coliseum, and this is the old Coliseum before they put that ridiculous Mount Davis they call it out there in center field. But that this is 1969 <laughs> or 70 where you can see the Oakland Hills, and it really did feel like a pretty good ballpark. Certainly not Fenway, but you know, yeah, it's a nice, very nice. So we're yeah. there, and it's it's uh, it's right. Oakland Coliseum at its best, and it's. Jim Palmer and uh, Lefty Gomez, who definitely earned the start and, and really did well. Sure. Um, and I'm thinking, boy, this is looking really good. Um, in the seventh inning, DiMaggio, who had been kind of quiet, hit a two-run homer off Palmer, and we're up 3 nothing. And mm. it gets into the eighth inning. Uh, Gomez facing uh, Bobby Bonds, not Barry, but Bobby. Bobby, in not 1973, when a lot of people thought he was the best player in the entire game, and and Bonds homered off Gomez to make it three to one. But it comes down to the ninth mm-hmm. inning. I'm up three to one. I've got three outs to go and I win the whole thing. And I was tempted to let Gomez finish it off. And in, in real life, I hate seeing pitchers pulled when they've got something going just because he's throwing like 102 pitchers. If he throw 98, he would be okay. Yeah. But 102, oh my God, you know. But he did give up the dinger to Bonds in the eighth. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with sending out Dennis Eckersley with a three to one lead to close the whole thing out. I think you'd agree with that. <laughs> I, I can't argue. So he gets Ted Williams leading off. I'm thinking, Oh, well now we're really in, but friggin' McGuire. <laughs> he, first he hit off Stewart, now he doubles off yeah. another old teammate, Eckersley. He's on second and, and Eddie Matthews uh, draws a walk. So now with first and second and one out, Houston Mitchell and the Southern Cal team, he's got Robin Yount coming up, but he goes, he pulls you out for Freddie Lynn, who had a moment earlier, turns into a heck of a move. He doubles to left center, two-run score. The game's tied. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, so here's a great moment. Uh, as the inning continues, um, Tug McGraw's out there now because the act just didn't have it. Tony Gwynn, Bobby uh, – uh, I forget who's on second. Somebody's on second. Uh, well, Lynn is on second. And Tony Gwynn has a single to center. You can just picture this. DiMaggio charges, comes up throwing, and he, th- he throws out Lynn at home, which was the go-ahead run. Just, just a, so DiMaggio, first he homers, and then he makes this great throw. And I'm thinking, all right, we're tired and we're going to extras. Yeah. But I still, I still feel pretty good about, about DiMaggio leading the way here. So we're, we're in extra innings now. Sure. 
And uh, top of the tenth, Tug McGraw still in there. He walks Jackie Robinson with one out. Then he walks Brett and Ted Williams. I'm thinking, oh, for God's sake, I can't, I can't leave him <laughs> in there. Right. Uh, Stewart, Dave Stewart had been aching for another chance in this series, and we're at, we're in Oakland, his hometown. He goes, he goes, I want another shot at McGuire, and I give it to him. Uh, and he, and he, he, uh, he gets him on a fly to DiMaggio, and they're not, they're not running on him. And then, believe me, that. That's Jackie Robinson at third. No. He, did not, he did not run on America. Wow. Yeah. That, that's the so a massive out for that's Stewart. Respect. I'm thinking, okay, well, Eddie Matthews hits a slam. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Matthews. So, Unbelievable. And we went quietly, and that's for true. heaven's sake, we're going to game seven. Now they're really on my butt in the postgame. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, you might be out. You, you might be like back in in 64 where yeah, they got right. rid of Johnny Keene. Exactly. Uh, well, actually exactly. I'm feeling but, very you know, Johnny Keene-like here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not feeling you – know, you can't feel too bad All about right. going to these guys, but when it backfires, it obviously was the wrong move. So, You know, I was going to say, I mean, how could they argue with any move you make with the – Yeah, you know, that, that's true. I do these post-game shows – with, with Henry Schulman, our great Giants beat writer. And, you know, as I explained it and he heard it and, and answered, I didn't, you know, we, we were agreeing. It's like, you know, what the hell? I mean, you're facing, look at this team you're facing here, you know. Anyway, so we're, we're going to exactly. one of the great ballparks in America, John. Oracle Park used to be Pac Bell and AT&T and everything else. A great, great park. China oh, Basin man. by McCovey Cove. And everybody's stoked. And, yeah. and so right before the game starts, Houston Mitchell – tells me that uh, Chris Dufresne, who's one of the great sports writers in America, a real icon at the L.A. Times, a great college football writer, had died the night before uh, at 62 and just oh, rocked the whole L.A. Times community, the whole L.A. sports writing community. This is a terrible development. Houston, it was one of Houston's best friends. And, and uh, so Drysdale hadn't pitched mm-hmm. since game one. But he goes, you know, Bruce, uh, Drysdale was Chris Dufresne's favorite player growing up. And I'm going to start Drysdale here in, uh, in, Chris's, in wow. Chris Dufresne's honor. I'm thinking, oh, this is, this is heavy, you know? Yeah. Man, that, yeah, yeah. this is. This well, is let me just cut to the chase, now. John. The final in this game was 19 to 6. Seaver <laughs> <laughs> got touched up a little bit, but he got the win, which was wonderful. Uh, but they just they hammered Seaver, they hammered Cervathia, uh, they hammered everybody. I, Mike Norris, and in the middle of the game, I actually said, uh, "You don't see this often, but but Billy Martin has just replaced Bruce Jenkins as the manager." <laughs> <laughs> of course, Billy was a little miffed at not having a uniform. He he thought he'd sneak in there at second base. He didn't have a chance. But <laughs> yeah, I'll bet he. Did. So anyway, he did. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it wound up being. The, the Drysdale, Houston, Mitchell, Christopher Frayne thing was kind of the story of the game. And it was a terrible anticlimax after such good play going in. It was pretty ridiculous. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's kind of a score you don't want. You yeah, want to get that yeah, I fully expected that. Yeah, fully expected that to happen. But uh, uh, McGuire, McGuire got the MVP. Wow. He, his, his slash line was 400. 571 and 1. 1.3. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, that's your MVP right there. And, uh, but, you know, uh, we were just, as we talked about it afterward and since, uh, 
just the experience and some of the moments we had, the showdowns, just marveling at the thing that we had at our command. That that was such the overriding factor. I don't think either one of us really gave a damn who won. Seriously, you know, not deep down. And, uh, and it was very cool. Yeah. I wish Game Seven had been at least somewhat dramatic, but you know, it wasn't. <laughs> but but you had to, but it, you're right. It wasn't. And really, Game One, Game One, and Game Seven were yeah, the two, two games that were kind of yeah. laughers. But I'll tell you what, in between there, oh, from what you talked about, that was about, epic. Man, it was you'd been sensational. on the edge of your seat. Yeah. So so so, what do you think? A, a couple post game questions. I'm going to be I'm going to be the sports writer now. So let's get into this. What? Uh, did you see anything in the strategy? Did you find Houston's strategy was different than yours, or, or how did how did you see? Yeah, because uh, you guys are both happy guys now. You know, and a lot of times this is based on the basic game, and you can play what we used to call "quote unquote" apple ball. No. If you know, the no, board. we didn't. So we we played it as if we had never played this game. But this this is who this is who we're presented with, um, and this is how we we, we would do it. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't much look at um. We just knew that, uh, you know, we we might want to bring in uh, a better defensive catcher than Lombardi or better this. You know, and we we both made uh, defensive mm-hmm. changes late. Um, we we both uh, I, I thought all of our pitching changes were were made made a lot of sense. We didn't turn any of these games into a spring training circus where you know seventy eight guys are playing and you can't your scorecard looks like uh you know bunch of mice ran across it with ink on yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was right. no bunting. Right. Nobody dropped a bunt. Uh, I, I ran, I sent Ricky Henderson and Joe Morgan every time they got on and they never let me down. Uh, I don't think he did a lot of uh, hitting and running. He didn't, certainly didn't backfire on him. I don't, he didn't have, uh, he didn't have too much that I think he regretted. Uh, he, I thought he did a fantastic mm-hmm. job, but we were mm-hmm. both, as we don't know each other until this, but we both are very uh, of similar minds when it comes to thinking about baseball and playing it yeah. through APBA. And uh, it's a real, uh, real good partnership. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, if you don't mind. How old are you? And well, I'm about 102 now that this thing's over, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm 71. <laughs> I have no idea how old he is. I suspect he's more like in his 50s, but I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because because when you said you yeah. got your game and your first half of game is sixty, I, I you know I mean I'm yeah. I'm, I'm sixty four, and uh, so I, I I kind of in that same era. But uh, but yeah, I, and and I think I think folks of our age, I mean baseball fans of our age, kind of uh, uh, you know have adapted over the years to watching uh, the decades, the sixties. Of course, I was just a kid in the sixties, yeah. and, and the seventies was my wheelhouse, and and then the eighties and nineties. So. And, and, you know, you kind of look at the players of those times, you know, the Ricky Hendersons and the Joe Morgans and guys like that, they're running every time they get on base. So it sounded like you. Yeah. Pretty- yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, you know, the APBA cards well enough to, if, if you send somebody like, especially Ricky Henderson, uh, or, you know, I, I know he said, he sent Jackie Robinson a lot, you know, one time he sent Jackie Robinson and Ernie Lombardi threw him out. 
Well, and you know, and that's true because an app to go, uh, it is based on the, the basic game. And a lot of times it's automatic steals. You, you know, exactly. you get that 14 exactly. with the, with the asterisk and you're, you're, you got second base. So a lot of times it takes the, the, you know, it, it takes that mm-hmm. uh, decision out of it. But, uh, and let me, let me ask you this. What did you think of app to go? I know we kind of touched on it, but what did you think of it? Uh, on the Well, I'm totally into it. I mean, so. if I had my druthers, the, the backdrop would be a show at Seal Stadium for the first one, and the backdrop would show, you know, uh, Candlestick. Uh, I, they could probably do yes. that if they get, if you gave them time, you know. Yeah. But uh, And so I'd say, well, here we are, yeah. fabulous Seal Stadium. And meanwhile, there's this generic thing that looks like more like the Great American Ballpark or something. Um, but that's fine. I mean, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I – Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just, I mean, the, the quibbles that I had were more like structural, like, um, it, we, we were playing pretty rapidly, not like too fast, but I wasn't really uh, keeping score and taking a lot of notes. I just figured we could get uh, printouts of, mm-hmm. the, of the play-by-play afterward. And Jeremy said that wasn't possible, which kind of surprised wow. me. And, and the box scores that they provided us had like 900 categories. And we, for some, they were still trying to figure out how to get it into print. But, I mean, in, just in terms of playing the game, um, seeing your your lineups on the scoreboard, both lineups is huge. Um, the cool way yeah. you can substitute guys just by dragging a name on top of another guy, and it reminds you, it's like, hey, wait a minute, you've got two right. guys at third here, so we can't continue, and uh, a lot of a lot of little things. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm 100 yeah. percent behind uh, playing this, and as I say, it was my first time ever, so it was pretty cool. I I, I really miss rolling the dice because there's an emotional. Uh, component there you know if you're oh, in sure. vegas you know and you're playing crap yeah yeah i'm telling you yeah you, you believe in the <laughs> yeah, dice you roll the or, you know being hot and being not any all that stuff i i did miss but not, not you know really in retrospect yeah. not not so much as it yeah. went on yeah well well it's it, a couple things uh in that regard uh, you know, Apago is really at its infancy. And I think we talked about that just before we got on the on the air for the podcast. Huh. But I think this is three years in now. Um, they're still working on different things. I think this is really the game of the future for Apple. You're always going to have your dice yeah. rollers. You're always going to have your card and dice guys. Uh, you know, and the demographic for this game is 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 fairly old, quite frankly. And to bring the newer and younger uh, fans into it, they're going to have to go with things that are not quite video game ish, yeah. but something in this realm where where they can really show kids and you can you can play it quickly. You can see. I like the fact that you can see the player's card. You can see the dice roll that it would be. So I mean, there are a lot of great things about this app to go. That oh yeah, I, I mean, you can imagine in the future years go on. You're looking at a backdrop of, of the park you're in, and maybe if the <laughs> If it's a lopsided game in the seventh. Next thing, an inning starts and the parks only half full, or or the a heavy wind comes up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're playing yeah. the candlestick. And I'd love to be in charge of some of those out the right thought process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, craziness right there. Uh, well, listen, Bruce. Before I let you go, I got to ask you. Now yeah. you said you came up with an all Ohio team. And, and I, I, I would love to see it. So somehow send it to me, email it to me, whatever, however you got to do it. But, and we talked about this. I talked to Paul Doherty of the Cincinnati Enquirer. Uh, I sent him the article that, that you wrote about this I-5 series. He said he is ready to take on the champion 
of California, which now we know is SoCal. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're going to come up with a team that we feel can compete. Let, let me give you a hint. And uh, how do you George feel George Sisler, it? Bill Mazeroski, yes. Mike Schmidt, Buddy Bell, Thurman Munson, Ken Griffey Jr., Pete Rose, Dave Parker, all the Delahanty brothers, <laughs> Toy Cannon, Jimmy Wynn, big, oh, yeah. big Frank Howard, Cy oh, Young, Jim Canada. Bunning, Rube Marquard, Nick yeah. Altrock, Old Timers, Harvey Haddix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we might even yeah. sneak in yeah, yeah. John Durham or Johnny Edwards, some of those guys. How, how about how about how about the current well, yeah. guy out of meeting? Maybe we can find a good season for him. I'm, I know Adam I'm gonna personally, I'm so gonna try he's to gonna um, be bugging me. I know to try to get him in. I, I want to make sure I'm completely current <laughs> um, with Ohio. And now, when do you guys want to do this? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I I was uh, uh, messaging uh, Doherty. He was all into it, man. He kept shooting me names of players, uh, you know. And we also put a little feel uh -huh. out to Marty Brenneman. He got back to me today, uh, so possibly we can do something there as well. He can help us at least come up with the team. Um, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, John. I'll have it. I'll speak. have you the the total roster candidates, and there's you know there'll be a bunch of them uh, by by tomorrow. Is the email good? All right. I'm on it. Yeah, that'd be great. Send it right over, man. We appreciate it. All right, man. That's that is fantastic. I, I, I got to tell you, Bruce, I, I enjoyed this thoroughly. I mean, uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasts that I've done since uh, getting on board here with the app and game company. I, I wish we could have had Houston Mitchell uh, on board from the L.A. Times, but uh, we couldn't we couldn't make that connection. But but we'll talk to him soon. And uh, uh, Bruce, again, for the for the listeners out there. Uh, give the information of where they can go to and read about uh, uh, how this all began and then. Well, the it's the San Francisco recap. Chronicle so website. Unfortunately, there's a paywall there. Um, so you probably have to subscribe to get the full content. I'm not sure what's available for free or not. If you check, um, check my Twitter, um, look up Bruce Jenkins. It's, it's at, uh, I can't even remember my, hold on. This is important. I, I've got it. <laughs> there john yeah we lost oh, it going God. to your twitter i think that was my fault you had grief <laughs> it's okay buddy. uh yeah my twitter is at bruce underscore jenkins one at bruce underscore jenkins one because i'll personally be tweeting out some of this stuff and sometimes you can get through the paywall and get the entire story but uh anyway it's it's sf chronicle like san francisco chronicle right uh sf slash sports and, uh, you know, we're doing um, – you can watch the whole game unfold on AppaGo. Uh, you, you've got a post-game show. You've got highlights from John Miller. Uh, you have a, a game story write-ups in, in, the, in the print edition and online. So there, it's a nice package. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure, you know, uh, LA Times uh, – what is it? LA – I'm not sure what the LA Times website is. <clears throat> you know, be slash sports. And, you know, they're doing the same thing down there. You might have better luck. Yeah, I think it's latimes.com slash sports. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two of them, you can get a pretty good example. Uh, and, you know, if they listen to your to your show here, they, they got a pretty good rundown of what happened. But it's always fun to uh, I mean, to hear John Miller make these calls is worth the, the price of admission. Well, I, I'm, I want to hear the post games. I want to hear. Yeah, John post Miller. games are good. I, I, I want to hear it all. And then uh, I, I want to be on board for that Ohio SoCal, or they can now be representing representing all of California. 
Uh, I know you're not oh, happy my. about that. You've oh, been fired, my. by the way. You, I have. You, you are going to be the Yogi Berra. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> get rid of him. He's gone. But uh, Bruce, I'll tell you what. This was this was fantastic. I, I I absolutely enjoyed it. I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time to do this, and uh, uh, a, a longtime Apple player. Always good to talk to a longtime Apple player, my friend. Yeah, believe me, it was just as much fun for me. It was really, really enjoyed it, John. Well, great. Listen, we'll talk again. If I come out to San Francisco, I got to come out and see uh, Oracle, man. I the only I the only ballpark I've seen in California was uh, the Big A. Went to went to see the Angels a couple years back. Okay, uh, I've been to Petco, but not for a game. I walked through, did a tour, but uh, I, I'm planning on making a, a tour of the uh, of the California ballparks uh, after I retire uh, next year. So we'll, we'll we'll have to get together, and I'll look you up when I get out to San Francisco. Sounds good, man. Be well. All right. You too, Bruce. Thank you, buddy. How about Bruce Jenkins, if you need him, from the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, giving us the scoop of the NoCal SoCal Best of Seven series. Uh, And it ended up being Southern California winning it all in uh, a little bit of an anticlimactic fashion with a route in Game 7. But I'll tell you what, that is a great story. Uh, And again, uh, if you want to check it out in more detail, you can uh, go to Bruce's Twitter or uh, sfchronicle.com slash sports or latimes.com slash sports to uh, get further information and uh, recaps of that uh, great series. My thanks to uh, Bruce Jenkins uh, for his time. He did a great job, and uh, we're, we're very happy to have him on the program. And uh, uh, we, we, we are. I am, along with a couple other uh, folks who uh, shall remain unnamed, uh, thinking about getting an all-Ohio team together to take on the California champions. And uh, for you APA players uh, around uh, the country, uh, think about doing that in your own state. And, uh, uh, you know, he went again with guys who were pretty much raised from an early age in California, didn't necessarily have to be born there, uh, which opens up a couple of interesting uh, uh, players for the Ohio roster, uh, namely Jim Bunning, who was born in Southgate, Kentucky, which is literally a stone's throw from Cincinnati. Uh, And uh, also uh, Ken Griffey Jr., born in Denora, Pennsylvania, but spent his young childhood uh, pretty much at Riverfront Stadium most of the time. Saw him there often when I worked there. And and so he, uh, according to uh, Bruce Jenkins' uh, criteria, would uh, be able to be a member of the All-Ohio team. But nonetheless, think about it in your state. See what you come up with, and maybe we can get something together on Apago uh, to uh, maybe do a, a nationwide Uh, tournament to determine who is the greatest state amongst players coming from that particular state. Uh, One other thing I want to mention, if you uh, all get a chance, I'd encourage you to check out uh, the podcast uh, put up by the Weber Twins, Kevin and Kirk. Uh, They got a couple good podcasts that you might want to check out. Uh, They they talk uh, to Bruce Andera, the TGA Tour Commissioner. He'll talk about the TGA, the golf tournament, uh, played uh, with APA. Uh, he's a very interesting uh, gentleman, and uh, you'll interview, uh, enjoy that interview. And they also uh, uh, have a, a podcast about the uh, uh, APA game uh, roster. They uh, talk about all seven 
uh, app of products that are out there on the market now, and they also have as a guest Bob Moser. Uh, so you might want to listen to that. That's uh, Kirk and uh, Kevin Weber's podcast, Double Take. Uh, if you get an opportunity, uh, check it out. Uh, there are a couple of good guys, and uh, uh, anytime I can uh, lead you to an app of podcast other than this one, I'd be happy to do so. So that'll wrap it up for this edition of this week in app. Again, my thanks to Bruce Jenkins. And my thanks to all of you, as always, who listen in. If you want to send a voicemail, you can do so through the Anchor Podcast. Uh, just find uh, where you would uh, click on to do that. You got a minute to send me a message. Uh, if you have any ideas for programming, certainly let me know uh, on that format. Until next time, I'm John Aslan saying so long. Uh, hope to see you next time on This Week in APA.